It is a damp and cold Saturday morning, sometime in the spring of 1985, and I'm very sleepy. We've been in the car for what it feels like days, but I know I only left my warm bed that same morning. My brother and I are suddenly urged to wake up and see enormous ferns that grow on the edge of the road, softly swaying their girly green leaves in the wind. They look magical. After an almost four-hour drive through the mountain ranges of the Totonacapa region, north of the state of Puebla, Mexico, far away from the noisy and grey city, the emerald landscape is covered by mountains that seem to have an impossible number of creeks, waterfalls and streams. It is so humid that big white clouds lazily caress the ground. I had no idea that this day will become a lucid dream forever burned in my memory. My first conscious experience when I stepped into a different universe. One that over the years became an infinite source of inspiration. The universe of traditional Mexican markets. You are listening to episode 42 of Paz de Chipotle. I'm your host, Rocío Carvajal, food history writer, cook and author. And on this podcast, I explore the gastronomic traditions of Mexico and bring together the voices of cooks, authors and entrepreneurs who build cross-cultural bridges around the world, championing Mexican food. To find more information about the podcast, please go to pasdechipotle.com or check the links on this episode's notes. You can subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. Two of my biggest passions in life are finding new ways of understanding the food traditions of Mexico, and the second is to inspire people to fall in love with such traditions and explore them together. I am thrilled to share that my book, Mexican Market Food, a celebration of traditional Mexican cooking, is finally out. This cherished project took a little over a year in the making, but is the result of many years of research, interviews, travels, cooking, and of course, capturing the essence of the nation's gastronomic powerhouses. Today, I will share with you what it was like writing this book and read some passages and behind-the-scenes moments and thoughts about the making of it. I hope you enjoy this episode. The history of all traditional markets in the world documents the costumes, way of life, and even the economy and agriculture of the communities that have created them. Mexico's case is now different. And for me, that childhood memory in the opening section is arguably the moment in which this book, and probably more to come, began writing themselves. That's where it all began. So let me take you back there. After following the sea news road 
that rise over the Mexican transvolcanic belt, driving in our little beetle, we arrived into Coetzalan del Progreso, a little town that is just big enough to cope with a weekend tianguis, or market, that occupies most of the steep cobblestone streets. So traveling by foot is really the only option to get anywhere in the town. As we began walking, we joined an endless flow of people heading towards the market, and as we approached the center of the town, it didn't take us long before noticing a pattern in the way many locals dressed. Men, women and children had crisp white cotton skirts and trousers, with matching pristine blouses splashed with multicolored embroidered patterns. I can just about recall the feeling of my wet feet slipping in my little sandals. In fact, even nowadays, in spite of the constant rain, or perhaps because of it, many locals walk gracefully barefoot or wearing very thin leather sandals. Moving along the market, I saw rows of stalls on the pavements and wooden tables with mountains of fruits, herbs and vegetables. But I also saw other types of products like handmade baskets, bags, sandals and belts. I even came across cardboard boxes of chirping little chicks, drowsy hens and turkeys all awaiting an uncertain fate. Stalls with shiny long chorizo sausages and meat were accompanied by the hot, strong smell of burning wood that carried one of the most distinctive aromas that most Mexicans, including myself of course, grew up with. The hearty smell of corn, dough or masa being cooked. In this place, food was everywhere. While this trip was a delightful sensory experience, it also opened my eyes to the complex ecosystem that exists within Mexican markets, the ethnic and linguistic diversity of my country, and how honoring farming and food traditions have been key to the survival of our mixed heritage identity. And whatever my young five-year-old self could gather of this day, many years later, I fully came to understand that traditional markets are very special social places, where communities not only come to trade the surplus of their crops, crafts and other things, but they also socialize, share festivities, plan activities together, and in many ways they create their community right there. Traditional markets in all kinds and sizes have been a cultural continuum throughout Mexico's history. They survived clashes among tribes, colonization, revolutions, and today they still stand proudly as powerhouses of our culinary traditions. That is the story I tell through the pages of my book. Many of you, I'm sure, have embraced your food curiosity and even have occasionally become gastro-tourists and dedicated entire trips to experiencing food as a key aspect of your travels, which probably has led you to notice that indeed taking part in the everyday activities of a community allows us as visitors to feel more engaged and gives us a sense of personal connection by discovering commonalities across cultures. 
In other words, the very act of eating in places like markets, street stalls or local eateries helps us close the gap between being an outsider and participating in unspoken rituals of the everyday life of locals. I wrote this book with that in mind, knowing that you enjoy the warmth of chiles and the addictive taste of guacamole but also are ready and want to know more about Mexican food and are excited to go on a quest that will take you directly into the origins of one of the world's most celebrated, yet ironically most misunderstood cuisines. Mexican gastronomy has been twice listed by UNESCO on its Intangible Cultural Heritage list, which speaks of this cuisine's ability to connect with every culture around the world. But how and why was this recognition given? Well, I believe this is because it continues to honor the food ways that link producers to consumers and celebrates the skills and wisdom of traditional cooks. And this is very evident in one specific place, or rather thousands of places, where these elements coexist together in Mexico. And that's our traditional markets, bursting with vibrant colors, smells, sounds, and an incredible abundance of products that captivates locals and visitors alike. Mexican markets offer the best of our rich and sun-kissed produce, and the irresistible flavors of home-style dishes, some of which have a long history that goes back for centuries. And very often these foods are cooked and sold at family-run eateries. With this book, I crystallize a long-cherished idea of creating a kind of culinary and cultural roadmap to take you through the intimate life of Mexican markets and their origins and combine my research and recipes with my own evocative recollections of experiences growing up in Mexico. Because after learning to love Mexican markets from the inside out, I had a burning desire to share it with you. Behind every passage and recipe in this book, there is a heartfelt admiration and gratitude for the millions of farmers, traders, traditional cooks and other characters that have transformed Mexico's markets into cultural and gastronomic institutions where locals weave their personal stories into the community's life. And it's the history behind that which has made Mexican food such a unique culinary experience. I have spent many years traveling and visiting markets, towns, and have had many casual and deep conversations with cooks. And I found that one question kept naggingly popping in my head. What makes a traditional cook? So I decided that the answer to that question was going to be at the core of this book. Because ultimately, all the foods that are part of Mexico's cuisine are the reflection of these people's talent and also are the edible form of many traditions. I found that throughout history, the making of cooks has seen many changes and they have had many social roles that reflected the beliefs, needs and way of life of the time. And I was very puzzled that very few authors and cultural commentators actually care to explore or explain what defines a traditional cook. Because if you think of it, 
we are more familiar with the chef as a professional and often authoritative figure who is able to define the rules of what food should be according to his or her opinion. And it is also fair to say that this view is being increasingly questioned. The truth is that in many countries, Mexico included, whose complex and rich culinary traditions run deep into the very core of our history, cooks have had a key role in helping us define who we are and how we define ourselves through the food we eat. These cooks have had an otherwise anonymous role, but one incredibly valuable that shaped the gastronomic identity of the nation. UNESCO broadly defines traditional food knowledge as a set of beliefs and practices associated with food shared and transmitted by individuals from a given culture or social group. Those are very nice words, but what do they actually mean? Well, it means that food traditions don't belong to one individual but to the whole community that practices them. And this important knowledge is very rarely preserved in books, but rather transmitted orally from one person to another, and it lives in something called collective memory. So these traditions will live as long as there are people who continue sharing them. Now you can see why Mexican food serves a very special social purpose and often involves the whole family or community to prepare meals to accompany very important events. Food in Mexico is a sort of cultural glue that brings people together. So the role of traditional cooks is to be gods or stewards of that hugely important treasure And these cooks not only prepare foods for their families, many of them became part of the local economy by opening and running their own eateries, many of them located at markets. So when you eat food from these places, prepared by those hands, you are taking part in a very special communion with a much larger community. For many years, I have greedily read many food memoirs, which is a whole literary genre that combines personal journals with vivid descriptions of the food and food-related experiences of the author, often during their travels. Now, these books have inspired much of my work until I decided that just as it's fascinating to learn to appreciate the world through the curious eyes of a traveler, there is immense value and deeper reflection when you offer the chance for the whole world to see, feel and recreate the flavors and smells of your own country. It is true that creating such an intimate work presents the challenge of explaining with fresh eyes something that is obvious and ubiquitous to you, but is precisely there where the true magic happens. So, at this point in my life, I believe I'm finally coming to a real understanding of what it means to be part of a country that literally eats its cultural heritage. And I didn't even attempt to try and compress the whole complexity of Mexico's cultural identity by only focusing my attention to one single aspect. Not only that will produce a very partial vision, it would have been hopelessly naive to think that's even possible to do it. 
So through the chapters and sections of this book, I try to give a place and context to the history, the land, the people, and of course, the food that together offer a unique window to take you inside these traditions. While celebrating traditional Mexican cooking is indeed one of my goals for these and many of my projects, it is also a starting point, a beginning of what I hope is a whole new way of understanding and appreciating a cuisine that has so much cultural and gastronomic wealth to share with the world. The collection of recipes that I selected represent a sample of Mexico's mixed heritage, culture, and will allow you to recreate at home the flavors of dishes of indigenous origins that over the centuries were seasoned with many layers of influences, ingredients, and methods from around the world that made their way into our markets, pots, and plates. Many of these recipes are staple foods that can be enjoyed at small family-run market eateries by the name of fondas. And at these fondas, traditional cooks work culinary magic from their small kitchenettes. The worldwide rise of the awareness of the importance to know, understand and preserve local traditions has enabled us to expand our knowledge and inspire us to see food as the ultimate common language of humanity. Ultimately, Mexican market food honors the traditions and people that keep our culinary heritage alive and takes you on a warm and fascinating journey, one in which you will summon up the flavors of dishes that will bring a spark of joy and togetherness into your life. From Mexico with love. To wrap up this special episode, I want to share with you that being an independent author really sets you behind and in front of project management, which is an exhilarating, exhausting and permanently challenging work. And to deliver creativity and authenticity in my work with high standards of quality is really impossible to do without the support of talented and generous people by my side. I have an immense gratitude towards Alex Drago, whose vision, advice and editorial craft were fundamental in the making of this book. Ruben and Alejandrina Carvajal for the endless support, trips and shared tacos. Mexican food expert Meli Martinez and Dr. Deborah Tona for their advice and beautiful forewords for this book. And the reason of it all to all traditional cooks, custodians of Mexico's culinary traditions, and to you, my readers, food warriors and gastronomic explorers for whom this work is dedicated to. Thank you for listening. This episode was written and produced by me, Rocío Carvajal. 
For more information about the podcast and my book, Mexican Market Food, a celebration of traditional Mexican cooking, please go to pasdechipotle.com and you can find the link on this episode's notes. The next episode of the show will feature an interview with one of my favorite food historians, author and public speaker, Professor Ken Albala from the University of the Pacific. The subscribers of my newsletter have already had a little taste of that interview. And if you haven't subscribed yet to my newsletter, you can do so by following the links on this episode's notes. It is absolutely free. Plus, you will get a nice welcome gift and early news about upcoming episodes, book reviews and discounts. Well, everybody, that's it for this week, my friends. Happy reading. Until the next time. <laughs>